Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today I have with me my mother Renee. Welcome. Thank you, good to be here. Good to have you. So today we're going to be talking about health and a specific topic that is very important and that everybody in the whole world needs. And before we get into that, let's have a word of prayer so the Lord will be with us. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you do for us. Lord, we thank you so much for allowing us to have these laws of health to keep our bodies in good condition so that we can do everything that we need to do throughout the day in order to help others in order to work for you, in order to be healthy and functional throughout the day. Lord, we ask that you continue to lead and guide us, help us to be more like you and help us to guard our body because it is your temple and not our own. And we ask all these things in your wonderful, holy, precious son's name. Amen. Amen. So what is it that we all really need? Well, what every single person on this earth needs besides Jesus is sleep. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the importance of getting uh, proper sleep and how long you should sleep, when you should sleep, etc. All but right. first, let's go to the Bible. Yeah, that's always a great place to start. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes. Now, this is a different type of rest than actual sleep, but it's still an important rest because rest isn't just about sleeping well at night, but it's also about resting your mind and taking breaks necessary too. Right. Psalms 127, 2 says, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. That is very interesting. So he gives us this need in our body to sleep so that we can get up early to prepare for the next day and do everything that we need to do. So rest is very important for us. Yes, it is. And um, if we don't get proper rest, it can even make us sick or cause disease. And the Ministry of Healing says disease is an effort of nature to free the system from conditions that result from a violation of the laws of health. Pure air, sunlight, abstemiousness, rest, exercise, proper diet, the use of water, trust in divine power, these are the true remedies. Every person should have a knowledge of nature's re remedial agencies and how to apply them. It is essential both to understand the principles involved in the treatment of the sick and to have a practical training that will enable one rightly to use this knowledge. So it's important for all of these things, and we've re talked before about how pure your air and sunshine is good and we'll be doing one about exercise and water and trust in divine power but right now we're focusing on rest and we need to know all of these things in order to have good health and also to be able to help other people realize how much they need it to help improve their lifestyles too many people work so much that they don't take proper care of themselves well yeah that's true and in Adventist home it says on page 289 paragraph one sleep nature's sweet restore and it's true because when you wake up in the morning after a good night's sleep you feel 
refreshed, you feel restored, you feel good because your body has had that chance to relax and lay down and, and get that sleep that we so much need. Our brain and our body recover during the night what we have lost during the day and prepare us for a new day so that we can get through it. It's really amazing when you think about it from a scientific point of view that God made our bodies in a way that we can sleep at night. Our bodies are restoring themselves and in the morning it's like a whole new you. Well, there's people who probably would never sleep if they didn't get tired because there are people who just go, 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 go. And, you know, that's not good. That's why we got the Sabbath day to rest and we have nighttime to rest because God knows that it's not good for us to just keep going all the time 24-7. Yes, and in Temperance 196.2, it says, true temperance calls for reform in sleeping. Correct. And there also should be regularity in sleeping. And child guidance page 363 paragraph 2 it says the importance of regularity in the time for eating and sleeping should not be overlooked and the question is why well the answer is found in cd 395.1 it says irregular hours for eating and sleeping sap the brain forces wow so literally our brain isn't functioning right if we don't have regular hours of eating and sleep right sleep needs to be regular and abundant education 205 paragraph 4 says so it's important that it's abundant and it's important that it's regular so in other words we shouldn't go to bed one night at, at 10 the next night at 11 the next night at 12 the next night at 9 the next night at 10 30 it needs to be regular we need to go to bed at the same time and um, when we strictly observe regularity in sleeping and eating of simple food and taking nothing between meals then we're told that we need not be sick and that's in councils on health page 142 so there is a time specified that God tells us that we need to go to bed and do you know what time that is Kayla uh, 9 p.m. and 9.30 for students or those who are studying. Correct. And we can find that in the Spirit of Prophecy in 9 Manuscript Release, page 46. It says, make it a habit not to sit up after 9 o'clock. Every light should be extinguished. Now, there are exceptions to the rule. If you're, say, you're gone somewhere and you're on the way home and you have a flat tire and you get home at 9 o'clock instead of 8 o'clock because you got delayed and with this flat tire that's an exception to the rule death in the family sickness yes some of these things require us to break this sometimes but for right. the most part on a regular basis we should try to get right. to bed in a reasonable hour there's always exceptions to every rule because unforeseen things happen that we can't control but otherwise we need to establish a pattern of being in bed by 9 o'clock with all lights out and going to sleep. In CT 297.1 it says, in regulating the hours for sleep, there should be no half hazard work. Students should not form the habit of burning the midnight oil and taking the hours of the day for sleep. Correct the habit, going to bed at a seasonable hour. In our schools, the lights should be put out at half past nine. And let me tell you, you will learn a lot more by doing this than by staying late at night cramming your brain and then you're so tired that you can't even remember what you studied the night before. Right. Go to bed at 9.30 and get some sleep and get up at 4, 4.30 in the morning and study rather than and staying up until midnight, one, two in the morning, and then sleeping in. You'll be much better off doing what you said, going to bed early, get up early and study if you have to study some more. 
these late night cramming sessions do nothing to retain the information. Right, it just damages you. And the reason that we're told that is because Manuscript Release, Volume 7 says, sleep is worth far more before than after midnight. Two hours good sleep before 12 o'clock is worth more than four hours after 12 o'clock. That's a powerful quote. So in other words, if you go to bed at nine, by the time you reach midnight, that's three hours. But this says it's more than double. That means you've already had more than six hours of sleep if you're sleeping by nine and, and go till midnight. But of course, we don't get up at midnight. We still sleep longer. So the body needs more rest than just those few hours. But still, that's a powerful quote because it's saying that you're going to get more sound, good sleep before 12 o'clock. So that's why it's important to be in bed by nine o'clock. And we're also told as a rule that the labor of the day should not be prolonged into the evening. I've been shown that those who do this often lose much more than they gain for their energies are exhausted and they labor on nervous excitement. They may not realize any immediate injury, but they are surely undermining their constitution. Temperance, page 140, paragraph one. And that's true. We shouldn't be working late day after day after day. Now, again, there's exceptions to the rule. There's cases where sometimes you, you might have to stay up late, like maybe a pipe burst or you have some sort of tragedy in your home or something where you need to stay up late and correct a problem. But this is talking about on a general basis, you shouldn't just be working all day and all night, day after day after day. It's very unhealthy. And those workaholics out there stress themselves out. You're sending yourself to an early grave. You're working, you're taxing your mind, your body. You're making it much worse for yourself. And you're basically making yourself older before your time. Right. Now, what hinders proper sleep? One, turning night into day and reading until sleeping hours. We're told in nine manuscript release, page 46, this turning night into day is a wretched health destroying habit and this reading much by brain workers up to the sleeping hours is very injurious to health it calls the blood to the brain and then there's restlessness and wakefulness and the precious sleep which should rest the body does not come when desired employers need to also keep this in mind for their workers they need to send them home at a reasonable hours i mean some of these doctors and nurses and lawyers and all of these people they work too many long hours and i honestly don't know how they function i don't either i know years ago before i ever knew this message when i worked shift work i didn't like the day shift i liked the night shift because i used to be a night owl but now that i'm changed around and sleeping the way I should. Staying up until even 10, 1030 is tiring for me. <laughs> but the next one is eating before bedtime. I know many people that would say they can't go to sleep unless they have something to eat, but that's a dangerous habit to be in. We're told in Councils on Diet and Food, page 176 and 181, that in most cases, two meals a day are preferable to three. And supper, when taken at an early hour, interferes with the digestion of the previous meal. When taken later, it is not itself digested before bedtime. Thus, the stomach fails of securing proper rest and the sleep is disturbed. We need to space our meals apart, which is probably something we can talk about some other time, but we are told that our meals need to be at least five to six hours apart. Five hours from the time you finish 
or six hours from the time you start. So then your meals will be properly spaced apart so that you have proper digestion. We'll get into all that another time. What's the next thing that hinders proper sleep, Kayla? Well, a lack of fresh air. MH381.3 says this, care should be taken that sleeping or waking day or night, they breathe a pure invigorating atmosphere. So we need that good pure air in order to get good night's rest. That's true, you really do. When children go outside and play and they're in the fresh air running and playing, they really do sleep better. And we as adults do too. We need that fresh air. We need it in our lungs and breathing that good fresh outdoor air in instead of the air that's in the house. We need our windows open and air circulating. I remember when going to camp meeting or camping outside, it seemed like I always slept really well under the stars. Right. It was right. wonderful. So should we take any naps or things like that during the day? Well, we can, especially if you're sick or the elderly, they need them too. Second Selected Messages, page 230 says, I urge you not to work above that which you are able to do. You should have less constant taxing labor that you may be able to keep yourself in a rested condition. You should take a sleep in the daytime. You can then think more readily and your thoughts will be more clear and your word more convincing. So if you're tired, lay down and take a short nap. Now, I used to know a lady who was very dear to me. She would lay down for 15 minutes and sleep and wake up and she said she felt good as new, as if she slept all night. She was older and she needed that rest. So if you are super tired, it, it doesn't hurt to take a nap. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, cat naps can be really refreshing and revitalizing, especially they tell you the same thing when you're on the road and you get sleepy. Pull over, take a quick cat nap, and then go on your way. It's better than getting into a car crash. Well, you know, we're told in Review and Herald, February 20, 1866, Sister White said, my husband laid down upon a bench in the depot and slept about 15 minutes, which relieved his weariness in a measure. So there we have it, 15 minute catnap, and here it is in the spirit of prophecy. It's like, wow. And you know, my grandma raised me and she used to always say that too. She'd say, I'm gonna lay down and take 40 winks. And I'm sure that's what she meant was a 15 minute catnap because she didn't sleep very long, but she needed that and as soon as she got up, she was fine and ready to go the rest of the day. Yeah, sometimes you just need that quick refreshing nap to get you through the rest of the day. Right. Another proper time to take a nap is if you have to speak in the evening. Sister White says in Review and Herald again, February 20, 1866, paragraph 9 again, we rode about seven miles to Brother Gurney's and obtained some rest and sleep to prepare us to attend the evening appointment. So evidently she was speaking that night and they traveled and she was tired and, and she took a nap or got some rest because she had to speak that evening. So if we have something that needs our full mental capacity, we might need a cat nap during the day to get us through whatever the evening holds for us. Right. And I know we were talking earlier about how to not overwork. And to go along with that, we should not sacrifice our sleep in the pursuit of making money. Exactly. And this quote says it perfectly in TE 140.3. One of the most fruitful sources of shattered constitutions among men is a devotion to the getting of money. They narrow their lives to the single pursuit of money. Sacrifice, rest, sleep. Their naturally good constitutions are broken down. Disease sets in as a 
the consequence of the abuse of their physical powers and death closes the scene of a perverted life so when you are just focusing on working 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 and that's all you care about and you don't take the time to take care of yourself you are going to send yourself into an early grave yes you will it happened to James White. He overworked himself and had three strokes because of it. And look at how young he died. He was 66 or something like that. I forget off the top of my head right now, but he was not that old. A lot of people are dying a uh, younger age nowadays because of the lifestyle that they lived when they were younger and because they have overworked themselves, to name one of the many things that they probably did. Well, you know, one reason that the Sabbath is given to us is to help us to have rest and refresh our minds and our bodies so we don't think about work and we don't do housework and we don't go grocery shopping we don't do anything you know we take a total rest and we're told in pho 439.1 god instituted the sabbath as a day of rest to repair nature's exhausted energies no mind can continue day after day without cessation either in business, which taxes the mental powers, or in the acquirement of knowledge without injury. So doing that injures our mental powers. You know, it's true too, because I, after a long week of working every single day, I'm ready for Sabbath to be here because my mind is ready for a break. My body's ready for a break. I just want a day focused on something other than all of the cares and worries of the world where I can just focus on spending time with the Lord and with my family and having that rest is wonderful and revitalizing. Yes, I love the Sabbath. So nice to not have to worry about anything. Now, who needs rest? Well, number one, the sick need rest. We're told in Second Selected Messages, page 458, paragraph two, the sick are taxed with too many visitors and callers who chat with them and weary them by introducing different topics of conversation when they need quiet and undisturbed rest. That is so true. Everybody wants to go visit someone when they're in the hospital or they're sick, and instead they should leave them alone. Let them rest. Leave them alone. Don't be talking to them and weary them by all this conversation. That's not what they need. She says they need quiet and undisturbed rest. If you do go visit them, make it a short visit and just check in on them and let them know that you're there for them and pray for them and then leave them alone so they can rest and get better. Right. You know, they don't need all these visitors and all these callers. They need to rest. Who else needs rest? Well, children need rest, especially small children. And she says in AH 289.2, children need more frequent change of intervals of rest than grown persons do. And it's true because they weary themselves out really quickly at a young age. Right. I remember when my children were little, when they're babies, they sleep mostly all the time. Then they get a little older and pretty soon they're maybe just taking several naps a day. Then pretty soon it's two naps a day and then they go down to one nap a day until they get old enough to where they can stay up all day and then you basically put them to bed early. The next set of people that need rest is gospel workers and that's in Desire of Ages, page 360, paragraph 2. And then nurses, Ministry of Healing, page 220, paragraph 1. And then overworked persons in Gospel Workers 243 to 246. Also aged ministers, Second Selected Messages 226.2, Bible workers, 
Evangelism 494.1. Also in that same paragraph, it says women workers. Also sanitarium workers, councils on health, 314 to 315, and those with tired nerves, ministry of healing, 326 to 327, and persons engaged in constant mental labor, councils on health, 563, paragraph 2 to 564. And last but not least, physicians, councils on health, 361.5. I can surely understand where physicians need rest because they really have a, a taxing, laboring, tiring job. All of these people make sense because they're working really hard. I think anybody who has hard work and, and like construction workers or in fact all of the workers should take breaks to revitalize their brain. I mean in some countries like Mexico they have what's called a siesta during the day because it, they know that it's important to take a break from work and then go back to it with more energy to get through the rest of the day. Well, you know, many companies, and including where your dad works, and I remember years ago when I was working, you work so many hours and then you get like a 15-minute break. And we would leave our desk and go in a separate room and sit down for 15 minutes and have a drink or whatever and chat with people in the, in the break room and then go back to work. And then a couple hours later, you would take another break and that would be your lunch, which would be, you know, anywhere from a half hour to an hour. And then a couple hours later, we had another break. So it was to keep our minds fresh so that we just weren't sitting all day long at a desk or whatever it is you're doing and give yourself a change of pace, a different scenery, so you can kind of refresh your brain and your mind and have a little break. Right. And now we shouldn't also sacrifice our sleep for amusements either. We shouldn't sacrifice our sleep for work, but we also shouldn't do it for a fun time. And she says the same thing in ML 143.5. She says the majority of pleasure lovers attend the fashionable night gatherings and spend in exciting amusements the hours God has given them for quiet rest and sleep in order to invigorate the body. Would it not be better therefore to break up this habit of turning night into day and the fresh hours of morning into night? Absolutely. You know, periods of proper sleep and rest are very essential to our body and our mind. We're told in 7T, page 247, that proper periods of sleep and rest and an abundance of physical exercise are essential to health of body and mind. To rob nature of her hours for rest and recuperation by allowing one man to do the work of four or of three or even two will result in irreparable loss. You know, that's one thing about farmers. You know, they're outside all day long and they're in the open air and they're work, work, working. And, you know, years ago, I'm sure when it got dark, that was it. The day was over. Towards dark, they had supper and that was it. The rest of the day was inside with their family. But I bet that those people slept really well being outside in that sunshine and that fresh air all day long. And children, too. They go outside and play and do whatever you take them outside and go for walks or throw a ball around. They love it and they get that fresh air and it wears them out. <laughs> yeah, goes for double benefits and wears them out so the parents have a quiet evening yeah. and gets them good and healthy because they get all of these wonderful right. benefits of fresh air and sunshine and exercise. Right, three doctors in one. <laughs> so now, what about medical science? Well, medical science says getting less than six hours of sleep doubles a person's chances of anxiety, chest pains, coronary artery disease, 
depression, diabetes, exhaustion, genetics are altered, heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, poor concentration, strokes, weight gain, and much more just from getting less than six hours of sleep. So getting six hours or less of sleep is not good. Wow, that is a lot of problems that let sleep causes you. It sure is. Now, on the other hand, getting too much sleep is a problem too. Getting nine or more hours of sleep triples a person's chances of all of the diseases that I just mentioned. Excessive sleep is a sin, we're told, in Councils on Diet and Food, page 44, paragraph 1. So how much sleep should a person get per night? Well, for an adult, seven to eight hours of sleep each night. And children need a bit more than that. Oh, definitely. But we're talking about adults only, and you're right. They need seven to eight hours of sleep every night. Children, they need 10 to 12, depending on the age. And, and babies uh, sleep usually about 22 hours or so a day. But there's many links I could share what medical science says about how much sleep we should get, getting the less than six or more than nine and, and that, but we can't do that since we're talking. I can't share the links, but if anybody's interested, they could contact us and I would be happy to share those. Now, we're going to talk about what to do if you can't go to sleep. Well, some of the things we should do is sit in the sun for a few hours every day, but especially between 8 and 9 a.m. every morning. But if you can't do that, just get outside and stay there for as long as you can or as long as you're able. And if you have to work all the time, go out there for your breaks. Obviously not when it's raining, but try to get in the sun as much as possible. Another thing is to drink hot tea. Hot tea will induce sleep, we're told, in second selected messages page 297 paragraph 5 one and a half teaspoons of hops in a coffee cup just pour boiling water on it cover the the herb and let it steep for 20 minutes and then drink it also chamomile tea is another really wonderful tea to relax you and then we're told to walk every day in the sunshine in the morning hours at least an hour that's very good if you can't sleep and then to soak in some warm water for 30 minutes warm not hot like take a nice warm bath but most important we should be praying to the Lord to help us overcome these bad habits. Right. Prayer is the most important thing that we should be doing in any of these instances that we cannot overcome. And sometimes, yes, it is a struggle, especially when you have these bad habits. But you have to ask ourselves what's more important, our health or continuing on doing what we're doing. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, another thing not to do if you can't sleep at night is you shouldn't be watching TV. Hopefully you're not watching it anyway because it's mostly trash. And not to be on the internet right before bedtime. That stimulates a person and makes them not able to sleep. So be off the internet at least an hour before you're going to go to sleep and read a book or read the Bible or you know do something else besides being on the internet to help your body and brain to relax. And another thing is turn your alarm clock away from you if you have one that's digital and has a red light that shines. That can interfere with proper sleep too. So you want a dark room. Absolutely, you want the room dark. If there's any light on in my room, it bothers me. My husband will tease me and say, close your eyes. It's like, yeah, I close my eyes, but I still know that light's on and I can't sleep. Well, you can see it even with your eyes closed. I mean, even during the daytime, like if you close your eyes, you can tell that it's bright out. Right, right. 
Now, Kayla, what about if a person does get to sleep, but they can't stay asleep? What do you think that they should do then? Well, some of the answers are actually similar. You have to get out in the sun. I cannot stress this enough. It is so important because the sunshine is going to really help you get that melatonin in you that what you need in order to get that good night's rest so you need to sit in the sun from 4 to 5 p.m in the evening in the afternoon and that's really going to help your serotonin levels and build up those melatonin levels at the proper time that's like in spring and summer and of course in the winter and the fall months it will be earlier because you know a lot of places the sun is down at 4 30 but yes get in the sun between four and five now if you live in places like alaska where it's dark for six months out of the year you should probably think about getting moving (laughs) (laughs) that's also an option (laughs) but you should also get something like a vitamin d3 supplement the sun is very important so yes get as much sun as you can here are some more facts about rest and sleep babies need fresh air while sleeping mh381.2 covering a baby's head during sleep is harmful mh381.2 and second selected messages 465.2 children and youth should not be able to sleep in late and you can find that in ch187.2 and ml143.3 and you should also read proverbs 6 9 so another thing is that we need to give nature time to repair during sleep so our body needs that time to repair so look that up in mm 80.3 right sleep nature's sweet restore invigorates the weary body and prepares it for the next day's duties councils on health 147.2 and also god watches over his people when they're asleep at night steps to christ page 85 paragraph 4 and angels are unseen visitors in the sleeping room councils on health page 417 paragraph 1 that's very comforting to know that god and his angels are watching over us when we're sleeping that's such a beautiful thought it sure is now here's what we already mentioned do not sacrifice sleep for amusements ml 143.5 don't sacrifice sleep for earning money te 140.3 the labor of the day should not be prolonged into the evening te 140.1 god's people labor too hard without allowing themselves periods of rest and change and recreation ah 494.1 care needs to be exercised in regard to the regulation of hours for sleeping and laboring we must take periods of rest periods of recreation periods for contemplation the principles of temperance have a wider range than many think ah 494.4 and this is so true yes it is there's also benefits from rising up early we're told 6t188.1 so we shouldn't be sleeping in half the morning we need to get up early proper periods of rest and sleep are essential for health of body and health of mind the sick need undisturbed rest second selected messages 458.2 a good respiration induces good sound sleep Ministry of Healing 272.1. Fresh air induces sound sweet sleep. We've already talked about that's in First Testimony 702.2. And do not sleep in ill-ventilated rooms, 2T527.3, and Councils on Health 57.1. Very important to have your window cracked in your room so you're getting fresh air coming in your room while you sleep. It really does wonders for you. Also, digestive organs should be resting during sleeping hours. 
So you don't want to be still digesting food when you're sleeping. Your body is just going to be working, so you're not going to get good rest. And you can find that in CH 118.3. Sleeping room should be large. Don't cram yourself in this little box. You need room. CH 57.4. Nobody wants to be claustrophobic when they're sleeping. Right. Sleeping rooms especially should be well ventilated and the atmosphere made healthy by light and air. Second selected messages 462.3. All of these are very good points and something that we should consider very carefully. Those are very good, very good facts about our rest and our sleep and we need to like you said really take those into consideration and and try to work on those if we're not doing them now though time is short and there's a great work to be done the lord's not pleased to have us so prolong our seasons of activity that there will not be time for periods of rest for the study of the bible and for communion with god so we should not have our days so busy that we have no time to study the bible and talk to god in other words, prayer. And that's why I like to get up in the morning when it's quiet and before my day begins and spend my time reading my Bible and reading the Spirit of Prophecy and praying. And then I know that I get busy during the day and I don't have to say, oh, uh -oh I, I need to go spend some time with the Lord. But it's also good to do that during the day too, to stop and, and take a few minutes for prayer, not just busy ourselves with the whole day and forget about God all day. But this is a powerful quote and that's in ML 133.2. The Lord is not pleased with us when we don't spend time with him. That's pretty important quote. That is a very important quote and we need to take that into consideration because we need time to communicate with the Lord as well and that's also good rest from other activities throughout the days to take a little moment to pray to meditate on God's Word and just spend a thoughtful moment with him it doesn't have to be long it doesn't have to be anything special It'll just take a minute to have a breather and read the Bible for 15 minutes or pray or do something like that most important in the morning when we get up because we need our direction for the day and so we need to pray and ask God to lead and guide us and direct us and help us with our thoughts and our actions and and everything we're going to be doing that day and especially if we're going to go somewhere we want to especially bow our heads and pray in the car before we ever leave our house or wherever we are to pray and ask for God and his holy angels to protect us as we're driving because there's a lot of goofballs out there and someone once said that when you drive you're not only just driving for yourself but you have to watch and pay attention for four other people and that's the person in front of you behind you and on both sides of you if you're in a, a lane where there's lots of traffic so that's very true we have to watch out for the other guy too because many times people don't pay attention they're texting and doing some foolishness and they're not watching where they're going. That's for sure. David said in Psalms, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud. So right. we need to do that as well. Some additional info about sleeping at night is that physical activity throughout the day can also help you sleep better at night. And missing out on sleep can also promote Alzheimer's and dementia and other things like that later on in life. So we need to be really careful about getting good proper rest. Well, you know, Sister White, she got up at 3 o'clock in the morning. She says in LS 267.4, rising at 3 o'clock in the morning and writing from 6 to 15 pages 
before breakfast. Wow. And sometimes she got up earlier and sometimes later because she says in three selected messages, 118, I rise in the morning at 2, 3, and 4 o'clock. So she got up at different times. I'm guessing maybe when the Lord woke her up and pressed upon her to start writing. Now that doesn't mean we all have to wake up at those times of the morning, but that's what she did. And it's interesting what CH 370.2 says. If our medical missionary workers would follow the great physician's prescriptions for obtaining rest, a healing current of peace would flow through their souls. And I want that peace and rest that he provides. And I Amen. hope that all of you do as well. And I hope that you take in our words and consider them and get good rest. And apply them to your life the best as you can. You don't have to do all the changes at once. If you have lots of changes to make, just do one or two a week and, and work on it. And that's all God expects from us. He doesn't expect us to do everything at once, but he expects us to be trying. Right. And remember what it says in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So once you know, share it with others. And thank you for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure as always. <laughs> I enjoy it. So with all of this being said, let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord.